Broadcasting from USA Swimming's headquarters at the Carolyn Dirks Building in Colorado Springs, Colorado, it's time for Kick Set. Join three-time Olympian Elizabeth Beisel and U.S. National Team Director of Performance Matt Barbini as they host members from the USA Swimming community, ranging from age group to Olympic levels of the sport. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Kickset Podcast. My name is Matt Barbini. I'm the Director of Performance for the USA Swimming National Team, and joining me, as always, is three-time Olympian and on-deck interviewer extraordinaire, Elizabeth Basel. Basel, how are you? Barbini, we're recovering. College season is over, and so now we have like a little bit of a lull, Um, but going to all those meets was insane because everybody was just so fast. Like, it made me really happy that I'm not personally swimming anymore, so... I think I made the right choice. <laughs> yeah. The, the times that pop out of those meets now, even the conference meets are just kind of mind blowing. And I am sure yeah. you do not want to be diving in there trying to keep up with that right now. <laughs> Better yeah, no, to be I'll on deck asking questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I'll cheer for yeah, them. Yeah. I'll ask them questions, but swimming, no thanks. <laughs> so we are smack in the middle of a, a really fun and busy part of the swimming season. And we're about to transition to some really exciting long course stuff, but um, obviously we had the two tier pros this month, both NCAA meets open water nationals. Um, but within all of that, there was an, out- an announcement that I hope everybody saw that we are bringing back junior pan packs this summer. Um, it'll be in late August in Honolulu, uh, where it's traditionally been held. What's the, uh, Faisal, from your perspective, what's the value of, of having a meet like this uh, to shoot for in a season? And, and then if you do make the team being able to to go. Yeah. I mean, for the athletes, especially with all the uncertainty that's happened over the past two years ish, it's so nice to have a light at the end of the tunnel, especially for the younger swimmers. Um, I actually never went to a junior pan packs, which was something that I'm still sad about because so many people that went ended up having illustrious careers, um, as athletes. And like, it's such a bonding meet for those young kids. You know, it's their first time wearing USA on their cap with their last name and representing the country. Um, and it's just a really great way to introduce all of the young swimmers to international swimming and what it's like to warm up in a pool with other swimmers from around the world that maybe don't warm up in the same counterclockwise way you do, or do things differently than you. It's little things like that, that you're exposed to, um, that I think set you up for a lot of success in your future. And so the fact that these young kids get to have that to look forward to this summer is huge, especially in this shortened quad. Um, so I think they're going to get a lot of momentum from that heading into Paris. And we'll see a lot of those names likely in Paris, which is exciting. Yeah, that was a, I, I liked that subtle dig at our friends from Australia who are always, whoever gets to the lane first gets to decide which direction it goes. And there's yeah. <laughs> no head on collision. It's true. But it's I, true. It's an absolute, <laughs> yeah, it's a cluster for sure. But you're right that I think, you know, this is a launching point for a lot of careers. And I think getting it back on the calendar was, was really important. And with that, our guest today is going to be the head coach for this uh, junior pan pack team. Brent Arkey, head coach at Sarasota Sharks since 2010. Um, before that, he has coached all over Florida, including UF and Gator Swim Club. Um, he has coached more than a dozen trials qualifiers, numerous national teamers, pan pack medalists. Um, he was on our training camp staff for this past summer's Olympics and was, of course, the coach of Olympian and a medalist, Emma Wyant. Brett, welcome to the podcast. 
Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So I want to start and kind of dive right into junior pan packs. And you and I have talked about this recently that no group um, from a swimming perspective has kind of been kicked around or lost more in these last two years than these, this junior team level athlete. Um, you know, we, we, with good reason, the swimming world kind of prioritized making sure that the Olympics went on and that these higher level meets like trials went on, but, but this junior level has lost a lot. Um, can you talk a little bit about how important it is just for this meet to be taking place? Well, I mean, it's certainly giving an opportunity for these young guys to get some international experience is invaluable. And, and, you know, as I started kind of thinking about it, um, as much as bummed as we were about world juniors being canceled or moved or whatever, it'll end up being, I guess it was moved, but uh, us committing to junior pan packs, I think is even better for some of these kids that haven't been at the international level because they get to swim multiple events, you know, that, that world junior meet, you make one and you're there, you, know, you travel for a long, a long time. And then you could be there for six days before you swim, um, you know, junior pan packs, you're going to get multiple swims out of this. And uh, for those people that don't know you, you make an event, but then you can enter uh, multiple events once you're there. And I think that, so for this level of athlete that has not had some opportunities over the last 20 months, uh, I think this is this might be the best case scenario for them being able to have a, a junior pan packs this summer and getting international competition in not just one event, but multiple events, because let's call it what it is. I mean, these guys are still developing athletes. You might find another event that these guys are going to be high performance in uh, down the road. Yeah, Brent, you talk about the developing athletes and, you know, you were on the coaching staff for 2016 junior pan packs where. Bobby Fink, Drew Kibler, Brooke Forty, Eric Sullivan, Alex Walsh, like all of these massive names now in our sport. How important and what is the impact this meet has to kind of be a launching pad for those athletes heading into their career further on? You know, again, I think any international experience is probably beneficial, but there's something unique about the Junior Pan Pack meet. Um, it, it, it just feels different. Uh, it's probably one of the only meets I've been to that feels close to like a college dual meet. And I think, cause there's an angle of it being a little more laid back, but also an angle of it that's a lot more team-based because everybody's got a chance to, you know, only a certain number of people can swim in the final from each country. So like everybody's swimming for their life in the morning. Um, so there's a lot of team atmosphere around it. And, and I think that once, um, once these guys, these young guys start to understand that the, an entire country is behind you. Uh, it, it's just kind of a jumping off point that, that I, 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 I'm not sure you can put into words all the time. Yeah. I think too, when you, you know, junior Pampax being a little bit unique in that it is sort of like you're at a smaller facility outdoors. It is sort of like focused on, that team competition, you can sort of hear everyone cheering. You can hear every word of what's being said, like as you're behind the blocks. I think it's a really cool atmosphere and it's very sort of like the highest level summer league meet you could possibly imagine right. or something with for a team. Well, I, yeah, and I think that that's, that's probably what I left out is the, is, the, is the racing piece of it. You know, we spend so much time with these kids talking about the next cut. All right, you made your sectional cut. You made your junior national cut. You made your senior national cut, you made your Olympic trial cut, but at some point, none of that stuff matters, right? The, the getting your hand on the wall is what matters. And this is a meet where it's just all about racing. And that, I think that's fun. It's the summer, that summer league feel that you're talking about. Just get your hand on the wall. Yep. 
So you've been on, you've been on a few staffs before as in various roles, assistant coaches and whatnot, but um, this will be your first experience as the head coach of a, of a U.S. international team. What does that mean to kind of to you and to your coaching career to, to lead an American team on an international competition? You know, I had, uh, I would like to get better at it, but I had, I had a, I had the opportunity to talk to the junior team when we were in uh, at the world cup. And uh, I feel very strongly that, that we see all these athletes that progress through the junior team, but we also, we also help coaches develop through the junior team. Um, you know, I had the opportunity in 2015 to go to Singapore and somebody who Elizabeth's coach and uh, has become one of my, one of my great mentors and friends, Chuck Batchelor. He's, he's really taken me under his wing, especially this international stuff. I've developed quite a bit because of USA swimming and everything that you guys have, have given me, um, you know, started in 15 at that's on that Singapore trip and these national select camps working with coaches. So, I mean, I think I'm very honored that, that I get to give back and hopefully I can, I can do some of the same things that some of these other coaches have, have done for me and not only help these athletes, but help the next wave of coaches that are going to come through USA swimming. Uh, and that's certainly something that, that I don't, that I'm very humbled that I have the opportunity to, to lead. And, and I, I, it's not something I take lightly. So. I think it's so cool that you and Chuck are that close, because I remember when I was swimming, we would take training trips down to Sarasota with you guys and we would practice with the sharks your team and i would get my butt absolutely handed to me by like a bunch of 14 year olds that's a testament to like you and just the program and the culture that you have and you know you swam for some hardcore people growing up how did that kind of shape you into the coach that you are now well i mean i've i've had a i've been very fortunate i've had um swim with a lot of really good athletes. Um, I was, uh, I've swum with for a lot of really good coaches, um, uh, starting all the way back, all the way back at Trinity prep. And then, uh, uh, at Patriot aquatics in Orlando, you know, Clay Parnell, I swam for Mitch Ivy. I was an age grouper in Bill Peaks program. Um, and then I got to move on and swim for Arthur Albiero and Glenn Newfield, um, you know, so, and they all kind of are different in their own, in their own right. And, uh, certainly have, have shaped me as a coach. Um, and then probably my most formative years as a coach were with coach Troy, coach Wilby, coach Nasty, and then Chris Oliver and Nancy Hennessy while I was at Gator swim club. And, um, you know, again, I, I just think that, um, my job here has been to take a program that was already a nationally known program and continue to build on it. You know, I, I certainly would never, um, never take for granted the people that have come before me. Um, this program has, has put some people on us Olympic teams long before I was ever here. And, uh, I, I really just want to continue to make it better. And, and I think I've had a unique experience in my career, uh, to be able to just you know, tweak this place and continue to, fine tune what's made it great over the years. So how did your, uh, how did your experience this summer? Uh, you know, you had the opportunity to be a part of the, the coaching staff with the Olympic team. How did that sort of play into your development? And what do you think you took home from that? You know, I, I think I can finally 
give a better answer uh, for this question. I think originally people were like, well, what's it like? And it's like, I don't really, I don't really know. Like I haven't even digested it all yet. Um, you know, I, I think I got a few days into the camp and, um, if I'm being real honest, you, you spend the first couple of days going, Hey, do I really, do I belong here? Like, it, and I, I, so for me, I think probably about day three, I realized that, that there's probably some athletes that feel that way too, right? The, the rookie athletes probably feel the same way that, that I do. Um, so I, and then I realized, yeah, I, I do belong here. Um, you know, you don't always have at the club level, maybe an athlete at, at this level, but uh, coaching is, is a relationship thing. And it, I, I just really, um, I think that's learning some self-confidence and understanding that, that I do belong at that level. I can coach at that level. And I, I really, again, when I get the opportunity to be a head coach here, I, I, I hope that I can teach these guys that it's not necessarily the level of athlete that you've got. You've, you've got to have the confidence that you're doing the right thing for your athletes. Um, and so I, I think I had to be reminded of that. And then ultimately, I think that yielded some, some confidence in me as a coach. And uh, really, I took that experience as I need to remember that with my athletes. It's always about getting the experience and then reinforcing it and giving them confidence at the, at the next level. Not to get too far into the weeds, but I am personally curious if there is a set that Emma Wyant has done that has stuck out to you. Um, and you were like, wow, whether it was, wow, this girl's going to be good. Or she had kind of already arrived on the scene and you were just insanely impressed. Is there any set like that, that sticks out to you? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about, it. she did go, uh, like we, we did a set from the blocks. It's, uh, but ended with a 400 frame from the blocks and she went something like 436 or 438 when she went from the blocks at the end of end of a set good a, a nice little practice and I think that was when she was probably I think that was leading into 2019 and that was one of the ones where I was like wow she she's gonna be she's gonna be really fast if, if I don't screw this up it'll be you know she'll be really good here at the end of the summer uh, but I mean I think for for Emma um, she just super consistent and uh, loves to work hard, super competitive. Uh, and I, I would say that the, the one time I realized what I was work dealing with with her was uh, we were was after, well, I'll give two stories. I, I've got time to do two stories, right? So the, the first one is you know, 17 was a really influential year uh, for her. And she made world champ trial cut. We went to world champ trials and is that right in 17 right yep. and so we were at indy and she just went to go you know basically get experience right and so we ended up putting her back to work and she the next day after the 400 im and she ends up getting in the pool with elizabeth and a few other people that were back to work and i remember her getting out of out of the pool and elizabeth you had said something to her something she, we were doing a kick set and you know, she was kicking hard and uh, you said something to her, something positive about her kicking, like, holy crap, you know, this girl can kick her. And she was like, oh my God, Elizabeth noticed me. And uh, we get out of the pool and, and she was super excited. And then her training just kind of went to a whole nother level when, when she came home. Um, so we fast forward to New York where I think that was the U S open. It was at end of 17. Yep. And she's still pretty young. However young she was 15, maybe. And um, 
in the morning of the 400 IM, she really wants to make the national junior team, or maybe it was making the camp, or I can't really remember, but I think she went 450 or, you know, it was a really good time for just a 15 year old for her. And she got deep and back, back to breast turn. And, you know, I tried to, I tried to do whatever your coaches try to do when somebody gets disqualified and I was unsuccessful. And she, she was the one who initiated the conversation about time trialing it. And so she chose on her own after a, after a disappointment to hop back up on the blocks and hammer another 400 IM. And I really felt like for me, that was where, where I went, this girl's going to be as good as she wants to be. You know, I just, I got to make sure she keeps moving in the right direction because she's just somebody who uh, just wants, wants to be the best she can be. And, and that was kind of the first glimpse at, at that for me. Gotta be careful what you say, Basil. You're shaping careers there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> she was probably absolutely demolishing me. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, girl, take take this hundred I am baton. It's yours. If I remember correctly, you weren't overly enjoyed that you were in the pool that morning either, but but you got it done. As you were talking, Brent, I was like, oh man, I hope this is gonna be a positive story and not a Basil told her to get out of the way and then she me wanted too. to be. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how miserable was I that morning? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man. So when you were talking about the U.S. Open in 17, and you, you mentioned the camp a little bit, um, and I think we're, so we are bringing that camp back this year, as you know, for the, for the national junior team. And one of the main things that we try to do there and on trips like junior pan packs is start the conversation and start the awareness of the national team culture. Um, and I think you've had a, a decent amount of exposure to that. And Basel, obviously, you've had a ton of exposure to all of that. So how important do you think that cultural element is to, to teach this, this next generation? Well, I, I, man, you put on an American flag. What are you supposed to do? Go slower? Like, is that, is that an option? Is that even an option? Um, the, uh, it's certainly, I hope. That, that we've done a decent job, you know, the best we could during the pandemic. But uh, I think teaching that appreciation for putting on the American flag cap, getting that black cap, um, the what it means to put to put that cap on. It's just something different than I mean, I can't speak for other countries. Right. But I, I got to I got to believe that it holds a lot more weight than than maybe a lot of other other countries out there. And how important is it? I think it's everything. For us, it, it's um, you know this double. Everybody loves to talk about double tapering from trials to Olympics, or you know, man, how much is that cap worth to you? That that's that's the way I look at it. Is yeah, we can get real caught up in double tapering and volumes and you know amount of this and amount of that, but I think learning that that you got to swim for something bigger than yourself is is the point, and uh, it's it's invaluable for for these guys once they start realizing that that they're on this trajectory that, that could end up at our national team. And I feel like junior Pan Pax is the perfect introduction to that. Cause once you get a taste of wearing the American flag on your cap, it's like, you need more. It's almost addicting. Um, before we go into social kick with Matt, Brent, what is, if you could pick one thing, what is your favorite thing about coaching? If that's even possible to answer. Um, I hope this isn't cliche anymore, but I feel pretty strongly about it is it's the touching the wall and 
somebody touching the wall, looking up at the scoreboard and recognizing something they did that they didn't think they could do. Uh, that look on somebody's face, it's, I've told people before, you get into the, you get into the grind of, of training and you're 20 weeks in, you're like, man, I, you know, I, where are we? What are we doing? You're, you're feeling a little sorry for yourself, but man, all it takes is one of those swims. You're like, yeah, I'm signing back up for this for another year. You know, that's, um, I, I think that's the best part is just watching somebody so excited for, uh, it, for achieving something that maybe they didn't think they could have done. All right. Well, we're going to top that now because the most exciting thing that you're going to experience is called social kick. <laughs> it's our, <laughs> it is our, Buckle uh, up, Brad. Hey, here we go, buddy. So it's a, uh, these are rapid fire questions. So relatively quick answers. Uh -oh. um, right. And these are, these have come through our, uh, our social media channels. So these are uh, listener generated questions. So if you don't like them, don't blame us. Um, so the first one is uh, from Emily H. What made you get into swimming? into swimming uh like coaching is that or just well brent i didn't write the question so i guess you're gonna have to figure it out um, interpret it as you may yeah, brent yeah answer it however you prefer what, what why did i get into swimming um uh, well i was in uh in cincinnati and i just i loved watching the kids swim up and down the pool and and that was i kept telling my parents that that was what i wanted to do and so they just started taking me to the pool and the rest is history Okay. Uh, this one is from Will E. What advice can I give to my swimmers to make them kick more consistently? Well, this one I feel very passionately about. It's an important piece to the puzzle. Uh, and the answer is you've got to do it. You've got to do it hard. You can't be afraid to work hard at it. And instead of looking at where you are, maybe in relation to the other kickers around you, find a way to uh, make benchmarks for yourself personally. Like if you were making X interval, make the faster interval next time. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Kick hard and take some little baby steps in order to get your kicking better. Cause I think it's, it's essential to great uh, high performance. All right. This is Andy S. How can I improve my butterfly rhythm? We're getting into the technical on these. This time. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think uh, some sort of some sort of drill progression, uh, you know, something where you're kind of vertical kicking, feeling feeling your connection between your your hips, your 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 chest, your hips, your feet, um, and then turning it into maybe a single arm drill where you're taking that rhythm into a single arm drill and then into some stroke count work. I think always something along those lines. I think always helps, but. Uh, finding other ways to feel the rhythm uh, and then apply it to the actual stroke. Got to have that second kick, that exit kick. Uh, all right. This is the last one. Emily, why, what is the best way to get a stronger core? Oh man. Um, you know, I think if, if I think there's a man, there's a million ways you could do this. Right. Um, but I think starting with, bracing and planking and starting there. And then as you become proficient at that, start adding, um, adding little, little tweaks to it, whether it be rotations or pulling or um, resistance. Um, I, I think that if you can, you can correct a lot of that stuff on, on dry land 
and it has a real connection and link to what you do in the pool. All right. I'm going to add one because just because I want to ask it. What's the one thing that you're most excited about for this, uh, this junior pan pack team? Seeing who progresses past the junior team. That's what I get excited about is, is who takes the next step. Who can we help take the next step? It's a great answer. Brent, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Thanks Brent. All right. Thanks again to Brent Arkey. Uh, awesome conversation. Basla, I think that's great perspective on the, the joy of seeing people touch the wall and then the excitement of seeing people progress. I think you just read my mind because that was my, that was the biggest takeaway that I had was one, Brent is so humble and recognizes everybody that comes before him and that he is just a piece of the puzzle, but a very important piece. Um, hopefully he knows that, but there have been so many swims where I've touched the wall and had that feeling. And the first thing I want to do is see my coach. And it's just, it's an amazing feeling. And the relationship between a coach and an athlete is so special. And Brent has shaped so many swimmers into, you know, being really successful athletes, Emma Wyatt and others included. So to know that, you know, he, that's his favorite part about coaching just, it's a testament to who he is as a coach, but also a human being, which is really special. Yeah. I love that he, he sees their, their accomplishment and, and wants to celebrate it with them in that moment, but then also looks at it as like the most exciting thing for him would be the next step, like going from the junior team to the national team, going from the national team to the Olympic team. It's really cool to, to see that, like that long-term and that big picture thinking, not getting too tied up in sort of the moment while still celebrating the accomplishment. I think that's, that's really cool and really a really fun way to swim. Or yeah. And luckily we have, for. we have a meet for those kids to look forward to this summer, which is yeah. huge. Yeah. I mean, it's with the, you know, the initial cancellation and then turns out to be a, a move of junior pan packs, just, or of world juniors, just so helpful to so huge to have something on the calendar. So the dates for that are going to be, uh, I didn't say them earlier, August 24th to 27th in Honolulu. We'll have tons of coverage of it. Um, that team will be selected from what is our next meet, uh, which is crazy. Now the next thing on the calendar for us is our international team trials, um, which are April 26th to 30th in Greensboro. Uh, and that will obviously be selecting our world championship team, as well as this junior pan pack team. So that is, uh, it's crazy that we're doing this in April. We, uh, this is always later in the year, um, uh, and that we're already to picking teams time, but super exciting, um, uh, to get, to have that just ahead of us. And I think the athletes at this point are used to things just not being how they normally are, especially after the past two and a half years. So, you know what, I have full faith in all the athletes that, especially after watching this past college season and how fast it was like, we are, I'm confident we're going to put together probably one of the fastest teams we've ever seen. And how exciting is that leading up to this summer and then Paris in 24 and I'm getting ahead of myself, LA 28, but <laughs> it's just seeing the future being shaped, especially at meets like junior pan packs and then likely trials in April. It's, it's really exciting to see what the future is going to look like. Yeah. It was pretty exciting to watch NCAAs and see see that there was no setback, no step back from our, uh, our Olympic performance right into that. But you mentioned Paris 2024, and uh, there was another announcement that we haven't touched on yet recently. 
We have a new trials venue, Basil. We are going to Indianapolis and we are building a pool in a football stadium, which is going to be amazing. See, this is okay. So I take back what I say, you know, like, oh, I'm so happy I'm done swimming. Okay. This is something that I am now not happy that I'm done swimming about because <laughs> how cool is this? You know, the sport has come so far, like 20 years ago, there is no way any of us would have dreamed about having an Olympic trials in Lucas oil stadium. And the fact that we can even think about selling it out for eight nights is that makes me happy. And I'm going to be there obviously, but this is just, I think it's going to really electrify everything and get people excited, especially after a weird quad over the past eight years now. Um, because of COVID, but this is going to be so cool. It's moving the sport forward. It's going to be so hyped up and I'm excited to see the city of Indianapolis just come together. And I believe, don't quote me on this, but the last time that the Olympics were in Paris, the U S trials were in Indy. Ooh, good. How full circle is that? Someone's going to have to fact check that because I have no idea if that's true, but I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I, is really cool. Yeah. I think really cool. I, I'm like 92% sure I'm right, but that we'll sounds, see. Somebody that sounds like a high percentage. Yeah. I'm sure they'll <laughs> let it, someone will let us know if we're wrong, but I'm I, sure. to that point too, it's like, you talk about moving the sport forward, but it's also like, we've had trials in Indy before. It's such a swimming city. Like we've had, we've had so many amazing meets at the Nat, like that town has seen some of the best swimming that's ever taken place on U.S. soil. And now they're going to see this giant leap forward to us hosting a meet in Lucas Oil Stadium, which regularly hosts Super Bowls, NFL games. It has the NFL combine. Like this is a major venue in a major city that is uh, is going to be just an awesome atmosphere for us to to select our next team. Um, and it, you know, there's always excitement, of course, around trials in the Olympics, but this just takes it even a little bit further for me. Yeah. I think if you're not there, you're missing out on a literal once in a lifetime opportunity. So yep. that's my so plan, hot take on it. So plan ahead kids. <laughs> yep. Mark your calendars. Yeah, mark your calendars. When we, when we announce the dates, don't mark them yet. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Basil, always a pleasure. Can't wait to do the next one. Thank you. Barbini, you're the best. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks everybody. Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you. Thank you for listening to KickSet with USA Swimming. Head to usaswimming.org for more episodes and make sure you subscribe to KickSet wherever you get your podcasts.